Welcome to the ABQ Accent, where catalysts, innovators, and risk takers share what their accent is on their work. Like a spoken accent, we all have an inflection or emphasis on where we put our energy. Join us to learn how these folks are putting their accents to work, building their vision of the future, and how you can get involved. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm here today with one of my old dear friends, Denise from the Albuquerque Community Foundation. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me, Mariah. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So um, today on this beautiful rainy day, we're cozy, we're warm. Mm -hmm. We're going to get into it a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'd love to hear more about you, and I'm just going to give sort of a synopsis of the overview of your life, which I think is it's not only active and activated, but it's creative. And I love how you work in both the nonprofit and the private sector. And, and to me, your creativity is really on your sleeve and it's sweet. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. So uh, Denise was raised in Silver City, New Mexico. She got her undergrad at state and her uh, master's is from the University of New Mexico, her MPA with a focus in HR and nonprofit administration, mm -hmm. which I'm a little bit uh, uh, jealous about. I love that program. <laughs> yeah, it's a great program. Yeah. And although she's been at the <clears throat> foundation for how many years now? It'll be 10 years in March, mm. which is wild. Yeah, okay. it doesn't feel like it, but... No, but it's reason to celebrate. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So in the time that you've been there, um, I first met you when you were working with the Future Fund Giving mm -hmm. Group, which I really appreciate. Uh, and then you were also recently um, promoted to the Marketing and Development Director. Congratulations. Thanks. Thank yeah. you. It's a huge job, but it's mm -hmm. really... Uh, proud about it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, I want to hear more about the, what, what that means too in just a minute, but I, my understanding is that your overall work with the foundation very much is um, engaged with their student aid program, the social, of course, and marketing uh, mm -hmm. in the long run, and that you're very engaged with the uh, foundation events and outreach on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's not it, everybody. Um, <laughs> as I said, you're really engaged with the community. And as of now, you're on um, three different boards, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Old Futures very recently, mm -hmm. and the Rio Grande Community Development Corporation. Right, right. Girl. Yeah, busy, right? <laughs> Why not add more things to my plate? You well, know? just one more, which I think is <laughs> um, a, a good outlet for you. Yeah. The, the dance group called Breaking Even. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, so I have yet to see a performance, and I want to hear more about that. Last but not least, of course, and in, in her extra, we'll call it extra time. Sure. Yeah, we can do we can do uh, quotation marks yeah. around that. She is uh, part of the team for Matchbox Marketing, which I have seen done incredible things over the last couple of years for our city and our small small organizations. Um, and so, while I want you to describe where you've come from and what you do, and um, let you talk a little bit more, one of the things that I love that the foundation also put on your bio was that if you weren't working at the foundation, yeah. you would love to be a writer for Vanity Fair or The New Yorker. And mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I okay. mean, um, writing is one of my biggest passions in life. And definitely that's why I went to New Mexico State to get my degree in journalism and communication. Right, right. And so um, not only do I have all these other things going on, you know, writing is kind of an outlet for me. And mm -hmm. I wish I had more time to do it. And so that's why I say if I wasn't, you know, um, hanging out at the foundation, I'd be uh, writing for Vanity Fair or The New Yorker to do some really cool creative pieces. Because mm -hmm. you always find some interesting things in those uh, magazines altogether. You really do. I actually yeah. just, <laughs> confession, picked up a magazine <laughs> that I had since 2018, I Oh, think. great. Who's on the cover? Of the New Yorker. It was a whole New Orleans themed. Oh, cool. 
edition <clears throat> and uh the writing in there is just incredible and so i think that makes sense i can see you there yeah your, your definitely. Name is yeah yeah could do, i mean you know maybe i'll just add that to the list of things that i do already <laughs> yeah maybe even a bucket list you can be you can contribute sure right? that sounds like a good idea yeah. i'll just get to that next year you know <laughs> Yeah. So tell me, um, what's maybe a day in the life like, Denise? Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, well, you know, um, because I've been working with the foundation for close to 10 years now, days are pretty, um, normal and easy and efficient Mm -hmm. just because of the nature of the work that we do and being in it for so long. Um, you know, in the past it was really, really busy, (laughs) but um, since I've joined the foundation, we've grown to 18 staff members, right. which is really wild. Um, you know, when I started, I think we were at six or seven. That's what I would have suggested. Yeah. yeah. That's, small. that's more than double. Yeah. Yeah. So um, things are much smoother and easier. And we have such a hardworking team that, you know, you can kind of toss the ball to them and they're going to accomplish it and it's going to be great, yeah. you know. Um, so day in a day is emails I'm sure all of us Mm -hmm. have emails every day you know it's like I don't know why I went to college to answer emails every day (laughs) (laughs) but that's where I'm at um a lot of meetings you know just Mm -hmm. uh now that I'm in this director role there's a lot of um big decisions overarching ideas and creative plans that we're all working on as a team Mm -hmm. and so that requires time to meet and so that's a big part of my day um and then if it does require volunteer time, you know, whether it's a, being at a board meeting for any of the boards that I do serve on. Um, and then, like you said, my creative outlet is breaking even. I've been dancing um, since I was a little girl, mm-hmm. probably three or four, mm-hmm. and only took a break maybe for one year um, during my adult life uh-huh. and then um, found a dance class uh, when I moved here to Albuquerque. Mm-hmm and um, have been dancing with that same teacher for almost 10 years at this point. Yeah, Yeah. so she's she's fantastic and amazing and really promotes, you know, adult um, activity and, Mm -hmm. like, using your body. And, like, just because you've left high school days doesn't mean you have to stop what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, So... I mean, our bodies love movement, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely do. And I think, you know, that year that I took dance off was like right after moving to Albuquerque and really figuring out what I wanted to do was when I decided to go to grad school at Mm -hmm. UNM. Um, It was at that point that I needed to like go back to my creative space and found the dance class. And so um, breaking even has been a huge part of my life for the last couple of years. Um, And yeah, we've done a couple of performances and it's been fantastic. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. And do you still have one this holiday season, or did you did you wrap up recently? Um, well, we hosted one in July, which was our summer performance. But mm-hmm. I'm so excited to tell you about this next performance okay. it's coming up in February. February. Oh, sorry, um, uh, end of March. No, early March. I'm sorry. There's okay. So many dates in my head. Um, early March, we're doing an all female retelling of Dracula. I love it. Yeah, so it's going to be very lyrical focused. No actual like spoken word, just maybe a narrator, mm-hmm. um, but all female very female powerful driven and so um we've been working on it since the summer so we're really excited about it how'd you decide on that theme um you know my um our artistic director amory um she's an english teacher and she's like very in love with literature and dracula has always been one of her favorite Mm -hmm. stories and so it was like okay let's tell this story from the female perspective you know and show how powerful that can be from a female perspective yeah 
That is a classic. Have you, did you guys maybe have a book club to read it? No, no, but everybody's been it. talking about the um, Keanu Reeves version Ooh. of Dracula. Talk to me about And it's that. a little, uh, I mean, I personally haven't seen it, but I know that a lot of them are like, it's a little, you know, it's older. Oh. And it's just, you know, it's like, of course, it's very masculine. Um, so it's just funny that that's kind of where everybody's kind of heard of Dracula in some space, you yeah. know? We'll have to go back and look. I mean, <laughs> yeah. never a, a bad Keanu Reeves moment. No, definitely Maybe a little not. corny, but not bad. Yeah. I think someone said, um, you know, at the end of the day, so he's in love with a woman. The woman is also in love with Dracula mm -hmm. in, the, in the story. Um, and at the end of the movie, he's like all gray haired because he cannot like get this woman to love him because she's in love with Dracula. So, <laughs> you know, it's Whoa. just a, it's a good movie. So what was him? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm excited to see that with the, yeah. with the femme performance. Yeah, very cool. It's gonna okay. be pretty great. Right. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll share the dates on socials. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so um, tell me a little bit more about the boards that you're on. They're they're sure. really diverse. These these yeah. organizations are very different. Um, I don't have a lot of history with Big Brothers Big Sisters. I definitely understand the Rio Grande um, uh, Community Development Corporation. That's my bad. I'm still working on the acronym. Um, <laughs> And then, of course, Bold Futures is yeah. a newer name from what their original was. Um, but I think they're doing really powerful work. They sure are. Yeah. So, um, you know, when I moved to Albuquerque, I well, this is also a fun tidbit. I don't have um, like a Bluetooth in my car, so I listen to the radio very often. Yeah. And so um, I had heard an advertisement for Big Brothers Big Sisters uh -huh. when I got here mm -hmm. to Albuquerque. It was like, oh, maybe I just need to find some creativity through volunteering mm -hmm. and doing something like this. So I started with the organization as a big sister, moved into a mentorship role after they established their Mentor 2.0 program and then was asked to serve on the board. So it's the board that I've served okay. on the longest. Okay, yeah. Um, so yeah, they, you know, they serve young people who um, are looking for mentorship or looking mm -hmm. for kind of a big sister, big brother um, peer in their life right. and uh, going through the program and the different avenues that they have. They're just doing really cool stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so, yes, yeah, so I've been serving with them for a while. Quick question on that. Do they sure. still have the Mentor 2.0 or is that a different <clears throat> or is that sunsetted or how, what does that look like right now? No, they, they still do. Yeah, it's, it's still that, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're at Amy Bale High School at this point okay. and South Valley Academy. And that's where um, I met my mentee. Uh -huh. um, and now she's 21, which is so wild. And okay. she was like in she was in our wedding and she, you know, she's a huge part of our life. And yeah. we, I see her pretty often. So. It's just a really great experience as Perfect a person example in the of city. A big sister. Yeah, 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 she's lovely. Okay. Um, Rio Grande Development or Rio Grande Community Development Corp. Um, I've only been with them for about a year and a half mm -hmm. now, um, but was kind of tapped to sit on their board for um, my marketing and community outreach and social experience, mm -hmm. um, just because they were looking for more support in that area. Um, and my husband and I live close to the South Valley. We live downtown Albuquerque, mm -hmm. but, you know, it's not very far from where we're at. So, um, you know, Josue over there is doing, like, crazy cool stuff right. and yeah. um, trying to expand, you know, food services in mm -hmm. this entire state because mm -hmm. we do need that. Right. Um, so, you know, I've, I only have so much experience with them so far, but it's been beautiful. Right. And they've been expanding, stuff. too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They've been doing some great stuff. And then recently just joined Bold Futures in the last month, which is wild. I was um, uh, given a recommendation from a friend who was exiting the board and mm -hmm. put my name forward. 
and uh, did a simple interview with their board chair mm -hmm. and um, like fell in love with the organization and them in general. Yeah. Um, they're just, you know, here to support women and the things that they need mm -hmm. access to, mm -hmm. like healthcare. Right, imagine um, that. Yeah, right. Simple things in life mm -hmm. that you wouldn't think you'd even need to fight for those things. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, I'll start my full, you know, um, uh, position on the board in January. January. Yeah. yeah. Right so, on. Just doing cool stuff. They're pretty active in, in policy work too, <clears throat> right? Legis yes. Legislative. Yeah, definitely yeah. so. Yeah. I love that you are working with organizations that are um, not, I want to say in the weeds, but that's not really accurate. It's more just like their understanding of the importance of being present every day for the people that they serve. Yeah. You know, they're exactly. there one-on-one. -on -one. It's, it's not, they're not separate from who's um, benefiting or working with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So true. I'm excited for your work at Full Features. Thanks. Sure. Yeah. I'm excited to get into it, you yeah. know? So how does that look for you? What is your... Um, you know, the overarching relationship that you have with Albuquerque, I know that home is Silver City and you yeah. really, you really will not lose that identity and that connection. Um, but, but since you've been here in Albuquerque for so long, how many, how many years now? Oh, I moved here in 2012, mm -hmm. 2012. So 11 years, almost, no, yeah, 10 yeah. No. It'll be almost 12 years. Yeah. <laughs> Math <laughs> is not time? my, <laughs> my strong suit, just putting that out there now. I think that you've made um, a critical place for yourself in our city. You're, you're really, Thanks. I mean, yeah. you're tapped for things for a reason. Yeah. Because we can tell what your passion is and, <clears throat> and that you care about our city um, and that you're, you're willing to be there uh, also present for the people that you're with very, very often all the time. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about your relationship to the city and, and what you're sort of seeing evolve and how your work day to day might be actually really contributing to that. Sure. Yeah. So um, like I said, when I, when I moved here, I, I had lived in Las Cruces. Mm -hmm. I've lived in Santa Fe. I lived in Taos for a mm -hmm. little bit. Um, and all like fell in love with the city. And, uh, you know, to some extent, I was younger at that time. And right. um, there was many things, uh, exciting things to do here, like go out and mm -hmm. hang out past 12. You know, some of those things were not available to me yeah. in Silver City or Santa Fe mm -hmm. or Taos. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, what I've fallen in love with most in the city are the people, mm -hmm. um, which I'm sure you may get that often. But um, I truly, deeply feel like everybody who's involved in the work that I'm in or that I cross mm -hmm. every day throughout my work, that they're really, truly, honestly ready to make change mm -hmm. and create impact and mm -hmm. have already done so and trying even harder to get us much more forward. Yeah. And so... Um, that's really like at the heart of it. And, you know, you can go to like the farmer's market and run into a ton of people that you know, right. and you're like, this is community. Yeah. Like, this is what community looks like and how it should feel. Yeah. And that's really what it keeps me here and mm -hmm. really um, wants me, you know, keeps me here to do better and like do more. Because mm -hmm. um, you're not alone. No, right? of course not. The energy is no. palpable. Yeah. Kind of change. Yeah, you can feel it when you're at large places, mm -hmm. you know, or, um, or at places with lots of people and you know that people are there to hang out and have a good time, but also like make a difference. Mm -hmm. So I think that's all really great about this place. Yeah. That's, uh, that's something that you see, you, like your, your example of the, 
the growers market is one for sure. And then like last weekend when I'm sure you went to the rail yards holiday market. Of course. Yes. <laughs> Everybody in the city goes. <laughs> yeah. um, it's worth it to be there with community. Like, I don't know that I 100% go there to shop. I no, go there to yeah. enjoy who I will see and, and what I get to enjoy about their create their the creative space and, and, mm-hmm. and the and the place making really that rail yards has become. Yes, for yeah. sure. It's definitely um, like, you know, that you can just order something online and it'll get here in two days or sure. whatever. Right. Um, but if you go to the rail yard, you're going to find something completely different mm-hmm. and like out of the box, mm-hmm. which is those are like the best types of yeah. gifts. Right. And the things that mean the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also too, like, I will say that I go for the food as oh, well, because yeah. who doesn't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was it was really funny. We got to the winter market. It was Mm -hmm. so cold. Um, It was cold. Yeah. I don't, don't, you know, the weather just suddenly changed on us. Um, And I had to get a Chaco taco from Pafit. Which is exactly what? (laughs) It's a taco. It's a a ice cream waffle, Mm -hmm. I guess, or an ice cream cone waffle with ice cream in the middle. Yes. And then it has like frozen chocolate on top of it. At like 11 in the morning? (laughs) Yeah, it definitely was. And maybe earlier than mm-hmm. that. <laughs> yeah. Beeline. Yes. Because you like always see it and you're like, I need. And they, I know that they like discontinued them for a while. I was oh. so sad about it. And yeah. then finally they brought them back. Mm-hmm. So anytime you can get one, hands down, must get one. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about, I was, I was making my beeline to my favorite, favorite ceramic artist. Oh, who's that? Um, Kathy at Crossed Paws. Okay. She, I haven't uh, heard of her. She's just so fabulous. Um, she lives near Sawmill and her, her ceramic colors are based off of dogs that she takes care of. Oh my gosh. Like, that's she dogs amazing. it's like over decades. Like these, the colors have names and she will tell you their story and it's just beautiful. She's a sweetheart. That's um, cool. So I always do some Christmas gifts with her. Okay. That, what ornament. a great idea that is. Yeah. So I walked out of there and then there's just a couple other artists that at least we'll say hi to. And I think, um, and this is something some other folks have said, like you're saying, we're in love with our city because we love the people we run into and we get to meet and we get to work with. Yeah, definitely so. Yeah. And there's so much, um, like, such great, deep creativity mm-hmm. that you're like, what made you think of doing something like this or yeah. trying something like this? And creative like partnerships. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of... Um, desert disco or yeah. I forget and or no cosmic desert i think that's no they he does these like amazing um paintings of just really cool scapes in albuquerque oh, attached to like pop culture and like cartoons and it's just ooh, they're amazing i'm gonna pull out my phone and look <laughs> yeah. cosmic cosmic desert, desert yeah okay. i think desert disco is a that's, dj that's yes right. <laughs> i was like totally <laughs> but you know thank you yeah yeah well, just along those lines, um, before I want to ask you a little bit more about work. Sure. This weekend is the opening for St. James and his uh, latest collection. Oh, cool. I yes, just, I saw that come I mean, through. Yeah. I will be it looks there. pretty mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. He's, he's great at creating, curating his uh, opening events. Yeah. And partnerships also. He's collaborated <clears throat> with a couple other artists, as you and I know. Yes. That we love. For sure. Local stuff. Yeah. So speaking of partnerships. Sure. Um, I think one of the things that I not only really love about the Albuquerque Community Foundation is that they're always looking for some something creative that is meaningful um, mm-hmm. in those partnerships with the foundation and nonprofits and other partners yeah. that might not necessarily just be nonprofits. Um, but what do you what have you seen lately, maybe over the last year or that you're excited for this coming year that you sure. think is really innovative about the work? Sure. Yeah. 
Um, so I'll say some cool things that we have done in the past couple of years that have really like intrigued me and also okay. made me interested in more creative spaces yeah. in Albuquerque. Yeah. Um, every year we've hired an artist to create the front cover of our newsletter. Oh. So we've met some really amazing artists mm -hmm. um, and have their art hanging up in our uh, office because mm -hmm. they you know, they'll paint it and then we'll photograph it, put it on the newsletter gotcha. um, and then hang it, the actual piece in the office. But that's been an amazing part of getting to know further deep create creative culture in Albuquerque. Mm -hmm. um, some things I'm excited for, you know, we've grown significantly, which also means, right. hey, change is good. Mm -hmm. Like, let's make some good change. And so we've really been, you know, focusing. We recently updated our mission, our vision and values mm -hmm. in the past two years which also kind of came from the last, um, our 40th anniversary. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's been a huge piece in work that we've been um, dealing with or working with over the last couple of years. And so with those changes, you know, comes even more significant change, right? Yeah. Like what are, our new, what are our new values? Ripple effect. How does that affect our grant making? Mm -hmm. How does that affect the partnerships we work, we go into right, or we right. say yes to? Yeah. Um, or the people that we work with, are they aligned with what we want to do and the change we want to make? Good so idea. those are some just really like big things. And I could go deeper if, if we want to, but we only have like 30 minutes. So <laughs> well, I want you to go deeper. And I think to preface that, I'll just read what the mission is. It's really simple. And I think yeah. it's easy to get people's minds around. And um, <clears throat> it, it, it's it's clarity is, is nice. Is nice. <laughs> our mission is to serve our community by mobilizing and stewarding resources to create equitable opportunity for all. That is, that is a really beautiful expression of the change that has been happening over the last couple of years that we would like many other organizations to take sure. part in. Yeah. So give me a couple examples of that. Yeah. So, um, you know, it took us a year to get there. So it just took some time and energy yeah. and conversation mm -hmm. and conversation mm -hmm. <laughs> and the work, the a work. lot of change work, right? Yeah. How or change management, how do we make spaces more collaborative? Mm -hmm. How do we not, you know, sit at the top of the mountain? How do we, you know, come down and right. have conversation? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's also because of the people that we've hired, mm -hmm. right? We have a lot of collaborative employees in our office who yeah. are part of many different networks, many different communities who just bring so much energy and light to the office. I love that. Yeah. So, you know, that's where that really starts mm -hmm. and where those conversations begin. Um, because if we were kind of just, you know, churning through the hamster wheel, what, when are we going to hop off at that point? Mm -hmm. um, and why would other people want to continue working with you in the same way? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, some of the huge change work came with our grant making. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've really been focusing on trust-based philanthropy. No, absolutely. You know, how do we, how do we make grants? And yeah, you nonprofit, you do what you need to do with that money because mm -hmm. we know that you're going to use it for what you have to use it for. Right. There's no need for deep reports or data that mm -hmm. you must get to us within a year time frame, right? Mm -hmm. Constant check-ins. Yeah, yeah, just not necessary anymore because we know that the people, the work that people are doing in this city, matters and is great and impactful. Right. Um, and then something that we're focused on for next year, um, which we've already been kind of doing the groundwork for is so a lot of policy change that we've been, that policy that exists within the foundation, right? Okay. Within our gift acceptance, mm -hmm. you know, money that comes to us, 
money that goes out the door. Um, what do those policies look like? Are they equitable? Mm -hmm. Are they aligned with our values? Let's let's change them. You know, they haven't been changed in 40 plus years. So it's, <laughs> it's time to look at them. Check in. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So I will be following up on that. So we, you know, yeah, I would sure. love to read more about where that, what that turns into. And I know, and that's, that's because I feel like you guys are transparent. You're really, oh, for sure. Yeah. You're outwardly sharing the change and you're outwardly sharing um, some of the outcomes of that change. And so I don't, I mean, I don't feel shy by saying, I'll follow up because I get to read those policies. Yeah, no, for sure. They'll be public. And mm -hmm. um, we recently passed a anti-hate statement as well with our board. And so like all of these changes are just mm -hmm. making bigger difference, a bigger difference yeah. for us, our staff mm -hmm. and those that are working with us. And so, yeah, please, I'm happy to be as transparent as possible. Yeah. <laughs> well, the more you say those things out loud, yeah, the more maybe other people will hear you and say them as well, and and internally the the, the day to day it, it impacted impacts the day to day practice of mm -hmm. the work. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe we could back up just a little bit. Can you give me an overview of the foundation? Because I know sure. that there are so many components of it. Yeah, sure. Right? Yeah. And then, um, what are you looking forward to that for for people that might already not be engaged to engage with? Okay. Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, community foundations across the country are, exist for a lot of different reasons, but mm -hmm. the main reason is if someone wants to establish a charitable fund with us mm -hmm. in perpetuity, they do that through a community foundation. You could do that through many other mechanisms, right? right. You can give charitable donations to anyone, however you choose, but if you do it with a foundation, your money will be in perpetuity mm -hmm. forever. So that's our main goal, yeah. right? We want to make sure there's money available for everyone past our lives, past everybody's lives. Mm -hmm. um, so you can establish a charitable fund or you call them endowments right. um, at the foundation. Money's um, you know, granted out of those funds every year. Um, through those funds too, we have an annual grant cycle. Mm -hmm. So people can apply for grants through us. So we also are a funder in yep. the city. Um, and then we partner with so many different um, entities like the state of New Mexico, um, uh, different or UNM, like different right. organizations that just need a kind of a home base for different things. Mm -hmm. We kind of serve as that third party entity in some ways. And in some cases, a fiscal sponsor. Yes. Yeah. We do yeah. a lot of fiscal sponsorships, mm -hmm. especially if you're not ready to get your 501c3, but you really right. want to, you know, complete a project or do something really cool. Um, like Somos ABQ, they were a fiscal agent of, or sponsor, or fiscal partner of ours for a while until they yeah. kind of came became their own thing. Um, so yeah, we act as a kind of like a, a great partner if you're not sure what you want to do with your charitable donations or your um, program's money, we can help you out with that mm -hmm. and make you um, create a good space for that. Right. Um, and then we have, you know, different ways, mechanisms for people just to learn more about philanthropy if you're right unsure if like, well, you know, I don't know much about philanthropy. That's a really long word and seems kind of scary, which it can be in some sense. Right, yeah. Um, especially when I started working there, I was like, this is, this is interesting. This is new. Um, so we have different ways that you can give, learn more about the nonprofit landscape um, and just like be a part of a community um, who really wants to also be a part of philanthropy and mm -hmm. give and make an impact. Mm -hmm. So we have the Future Fund, which you mentioned, mm -hmm. um, which was where we met. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, young donor group of 
um, 20 to 40 year olds, mm-hmm. whoever. We never really cut it off though, so it I doesn't know. matter. Thanks. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to reach that place too, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, I belong. I'm pretty sure I belong. Yes, you do. Yeah. Always. Um, so you can join this giving circle. There's grant making involved. Mm-hmm. There's networking. Mm-hmm. There's events to attend. So, you know, if you're not sure about community or, you know, how to get involved, it's a great place to start yeah. and then figure out what your real passions are mm-hmm. to give back. Yeah. yeah. And you have a couple other, there's a social giving group, which is yes. for folks that might be older and able mm-hmm. to give a little bit more every year. Right. Mm-hmm. Same kind of thing. Very, very social networking mm-hmm. and also grant giving yes. at, at a larger scale. Yeah. And the newest giving group. Oh my gosh. It's, yeah. It's okay. been so exciting. Yeah. Um, the pride circle. Mm-hmm. So for LGBTQIA plus community, um, but also for allies. Mm-hmm. So anybody can join. Um, this is the first giving circle of the foundation to not have a membership um, minimum. Nice. So you can join at any amount yeah. or you can just join and say that you volunteer your time with right. any organization that serves that community, mm-hmm. you know, and so you can do, you can join the pride circle at any, any point, any right. level. And they're also very service oriented too, right? Yeah. Do some service work. Yeah, especially since we just started this year, we'll do a volunteer event next year. Cool. Yeah. I'll see you there. Yeah. (laughs) So um, I, I just I want you to know how much I appreciate your time. Well, thanks. I appreciate your time. Thanks for making me one of your accents on this podcast. And that's exactly what this is. (laughs) And and it's so much more we could we could we could continually talk about the work and. Um, I just want to leave you with the opportunity to share anything else that you're passionate about and share sure. a message or how people can get engaged in what you're doing. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, if anyone's interested in any of the boards that I serve on, mm. you know, reach out. Mm. Um, also with the foundation, if you're curious about philanthropy or you want to learn more about community and the communities that we serve, please reach out, um, especially with the changes that we're making and kind of the big big steps that we're heading into for 2024. Right um, I would love to see everybody at our performance in March, yep. early March for Breaking Even. Yep. Yep. Called Such Unknown Horrors. Really great title. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, um, like, I think you may have mentioned this, but I have my own marketing company. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So if you have any marketing needs or you want to be rebranded or mm-hmm. need social media, um, we I own a company with Hallie Wynn, who we both met at the foundation and we started matchbox marketing in 2019 mm-hmm. and um has been going strong since then so we have some really great nonprofit clients mm-hmm. and um have some rebrands up in 2024 so right yeah. yeah you do beautiful work really thank you yeah, yeah. thank you the two so of much. me together are match made in the <laughs> match made in the box two matches in the matchbox there you, go. you knew that <laughs> yeah. that's what you're going for sure cool well thank you denise i appreciate it and you yeah, know of course you can always come back and talk about more and um, we're going to be able, we're going to be sure to share your information. Okay. On our social great. Website. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me and also for the great work that you're doing in the city. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you every, everybody for listening. Today has been really wonderful. Um, and I just hope that you get to come back again to hear another ABQ accent. Mm-hmm.